0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Mike Catron, and joining me occasionally is Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler?
1: Not much, Mike. How are you, man?
0: Is that a better intro since I, I left you out of uh, one of the uh, episodes for my, my afternoon mock draft?
1: I mean, it's, it's more accurate. I don't know that it's better, but it is more accurate. It's
0: more factually correct. Fair. And that, that is what we are, we are going for on the Watching the Boxes podcast is factually correct speculation on where people are going to be drafting and who they're going to be drafting with. And that's exactly what we're trying to do here today. No
1: doubt about that.
0: So we've already done um, half. Are we, this is, the, is this the fourth one? Oh, man, don't ask the hard questions. How, how about this? You go out there. You tweeted us and let us know which one this is. Uh, <laughs> but we've already done. Who who do you draft with Westbrook? Yannis. and Giannis. So this is the fourth one. We're at the halfway point.
1: Yes, we are. We have Davis, Curry,
0: Harden, and Kawhi Leonard to come. Ooh. And so we are doing a the consensus top eight. We we believe that top eight is still intact and. We're doing a just a quick mock, who do you draft for the first six rounds for those players. So if you like that idea and you want, you're want you looking at a very specific person to draft, go back, listen to the other ones, or um, see, see what, what directions we headed in. If you're looking for a mock draft, I, I actually did one of those for uh, a 10-team head-to-head league on Yahoo not too long ago, and probably one of our uh, – a couple of our best podcasts. We had Alex Reichlin of um, uh, of Rotowire, and he's also written for a handful of other places, He came in and talked about auction strategy versus snake draft strategy. I think that's a, that was a pretty good one. That was, that was our second best episode ever. Ooh. Don't tell Alex that he might think it's the best episode ever.
1: Wow. I'm sorry, but he got trumped by the episode. I'm assuming you're going
0: to mention next. Oh yeah. Um, The projections that we did with Mark Roberts, which you can find on hashtag basketball.com right now, which are currently being updated based on uh, breaking information. So Niko got signed, you know, a handful of days ago, and, and and the projections on Hashtag were updated pretty quickly afterwards.
1: They are almost up to the, the minute. I mean, it is crazy how
0: quickly things move in this space age. It's It's got to because the NBA is here. Preseason is being played right now. And uh, a lot of the rotation information that we're looking for will be coming out over the next week or so. And uh, Mark's going to be on top of that. But he explains basically how to use his projections – as a baseline to figure out, you know, what's to be expected this year. Uh, He he really stands by the fact that they're not true hard rankings that you should stick to 100% next guy versus next guy. Um, But they are projections on what will probably happen. And you should base your uh, breakout guys and your slump guys on those projections and adjust accordingly.
1: Yeah. He said so many smart things that I'm not even going to try to.
0: No, let's let's not try to be a smart as Mark Roberts, and uh, let's just do the best we can to draft for the one, the only, the cat daddy himself, Car Anthony Towns from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, a very trendy pick. Does he lead the league in minutes this year? Ooh, great question. Um, if it's not him, it's Jimmy Butler. <laughs>
1: That's that's probably the crazy part, right? Is he's battling his teammates for that title.
0: Yeah. Someone needs to go talk to Tibbs because, like, I do not want to see a 28 year old Carnivanie Towns who can't walk. So, can Tibbs just kind of like play him 32 minutes a game? Would that be cool? That's not the Tibbs way, bro. Certainly is not. Uh, his cat's poor knees. I swear if I see Cat get injured this year, I'm, I'm going to, I'm blaming Tibbs it up. You're gonna storm storm the uh yeah, storm the bench when they come to Chicago and have a word with Tibbs. Oh oh yeah, definitely. I'll definitely have some words with Tibbs when he comes to Chicago. I'll definitely be going to that game, the uh the Jimmy Butler reunion game. I, I think you're gonna <laughs> I think Jimmy Butler's gonna get a way better reception than Derek Rose did. And and Derek Rose did not deserve a bad reception. He was he was traded. It doesn't it didn't make any sense to me. You had to fit your Derek Rose talking, didn't you? Listen, Derek Rose is... Hey,
1: he's probably going to be a starter for the Cavs. I'm sure you're happy yeah. about that.
0: He's he's going to be starting for a team that will probably go to the finals. And uh, I wish him the best, but not LeBron. It's <laughs> a very complicated season I'm going to be living in here on, in the Eastern Conference. It's a very complicated world, Mike. It certainly is. Uh, so let's get started. Um, we've been kind of just randomly guessing... <laughs> Based on, um, well, I don't think I don't intelligently think analyzing. We shouldn't probably say randomly guessing, right? I, like,
1: I don't think there's anything random about what we've been
0: doing. You're right. We are using our expertise in the field of fantasy basketball to properly assess the highest probability of where these top eight players will go. Does that sound better? That sounded way too smart. That sounded like a Mark Robert sentence right there. Okay, I said we should try to be more like Mark Roberts and uh, I'm working on it. So the, the cat daddy in fact uh, in, a, in, a, in a, is is following further in drafts than I I expected. His uh, his consensus overall pick here and I think it's pretty skewed by a lot of people picking LeBron who don't know any better way too high. But you're seeing Parenthood is being picked at the bottom part of this top eight. Yes. If you look
1: at these great fantasy pros, um, ADP where they average Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS, he is going eighth overall, which surprises me.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I'm actually going to throw out um, a little respect instead of hate. Actually, it's, it's a little bit of both. So it's not, it's not, it's not that a uh, rare of an occurrence. I'm, I'm going to get everybody in this one, but. If you look at where LeBron's – LeBron's average is is the sixth pick, which is kind of ridiculous. But if you look at why that is, in Yahoo, he's the ninth pick, which, okay, that makes sense. In ESPN, he's the fifth pick. Um, I don't know why. And in CBS, oh, boy, he is the fourth overall pick. And I um, – stop. Stop doing that. Stop picking him fourth, CBS,
1: people. I'm I'm joining CBS because they've got my number one overall pick at eighth, and I am going to be picking eighth on CBS. Just wow. enjoying my number
0: one overall just player snagging Steph Curry at the eight pick would be uh, a wonderful. Mm. But I, you know, I've seen people uh, a, a handful of people who actually have gotten someone like Curry and the or even Steph Curry or Anthony Davis at eight or later, and that just baffles me. Yeah, no, I mean, we've talked about this a lot, right? That
1: We we are pretty set on the consensus top eight. And if you're picking anybody else
0: in that top eight, I think you might be doing it wrong. I 100% guarantee. And we've also, we talk about a a second tier and a third tier. And today, uh, last episode, we, t- we did Kevin Durant. We talked about the number one overall pick, which is where I'm taking Kevin Durant in, in most leagues, especially Roto. In this go-around, we actually get to play with the bottom half, of of the first round and we're gonna go and take uh and Three towns at pick number seven we're gonna we're gonna do the hypothetical that current towns fell to us at number seven which is not really
1: out of the question and i love it and you're gonna find out why in about 30 seconds
0: well let's not even wait that long and let's get right down to the second round we are going to be picking at the 18th spot Is that correct? Oh,
1: yes, we are. And we are going to get a great player, one of my favorites. I guarantee it.
0: And that is the difference between uh, picking number one and picking number seven or eight. And we're we're doing a 12-team draft here, but if you were doing a 10-team draft, you're even sitting prettier. You're going to probably get one of those second-tier players. And that's why I'm telling everybody, if you have a choice, where you get to draft in the first round, take the seventh or eighth pick. Uh, If you don't want to just leave it up to pure chance, take the seventh pick. So you get to pick between two people, and you probably get one of those top seven because a lot of people are putting Quiet number eight. And with his uh, early preseason injury that's a little bit suspect, I think he's going to be taking eight a lot more often now. Well, and you might even get three, right? If LeBron sneaks up there from people, you might even get your choice of three guys there. And, yeah, if someone is um, playing on CBS and uh, you get LeBron James up there, and then someone who's like – Oh, I know more than all you people. I read fantasy uh made up And hey, I read that. Don't make fun of it. It's a good it's a good magazine. And but they got uh, made up, uh, fantasy made up has Nikola Jokic at like number two. So that's number two point no, five. Yeah. So if LeBron and Jokic goes ahead of you, you I mean, you could legitimately get the number one player in the draft at pick. Eight pick nine, pick ten, even. I mean, I, it's
1: there's some takes all kinds, my friend.
0: It's it's a, it's a wild world out there, but we are picking at number 18 here in the second round, right in the uh, smack dab middle of the second round. And there are still, uh, there's still the ability that a top uh, a tier two player will fall to you, someone like John Wall, Demarcus Cousins, Chris Paul, uh, and and, and Jokic. So, one of those guys could possibly fall to you. Uh, uh. The way I'm
1: looking at it, okay, it's probably your choice between – and it's probably not your choice. They're probably all getting picked. It's probably who's left between Damian Lillard, Jimmy Butler, Paul George. Probably one of those three is going to be available, I'm thinking, at pick yeah. 18.
0: If you want to venture out, Draymond will probably be available. Chris Depps and Miles Turner will be available. But uh, I, I'm looking at the people that you're talking about. I'm looking at that top of the third tier, bottom of the second tier, however you want to look at it. Dame Lillard, Jimmy Butler, Paul George. So, I mean, you might not get a
1: choice here, right? It might just be who falls to you. Um, if we're saying that all three are potentially available and who we want, I mean, we can answer that question or we can rank those based on our Carl Anthony Towns pick um, if you'd like to do that. But I think it's probably more just which one of them falls
0: in your lap. I agree. Let's, um, let's say, you know, hey, whoever falls in your lap. But for the, for the fact that we need to take a pick here, let's say they're all available. Which one would you want the most? Uh, that's Jimmy Buckets. Ooh.
1: I have Jimmy Buckets. It's, it's, a, it's
0: Jimmy G. Buckets. The G stands for
1: gets. I have Butler stretching right up there by my top ten,
0: especially in head-to-head leagues. Um, don't... Don't, don't even say in the head-to-head league. Say in all leagues, because in Roto Leagues, Jimmy Butler is a fantastic player as well. He really does everything, shoots really good percentages, gets you an incredibly high volume of free throws at a good clip. He is going to handle the ball pretty well. He's going to get you elite assists. So you're going to see assists and – or not, not elite assists. He gets elite steals, and he's going to get you uh, higher assists for his position – then a, a normal, I guess, 2-3 kind of guard would, uh, would, a two guard would actually get you. He's also a good rebounder. So go, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, um, I mean, those are two Minnesota players. Do you want two Minnesota players on your team?
1: And that's the weird part about it, but I don't really care. I want the best guy available in that second round. The first two rounds, I definitely want the best guy available. If he's available, I'm taking him. So I think he's going to be the best guy available.
0: Well, let me let me try to let me try to let me try to shoot a hole in your idea here. Um, Jimmy Butler probably is the weakest by a lot of those three in three pointers. Are you wanting to get a three point shooter to round out Car Anthony Towns, who might score one a game, which is crazy for a, a center, but his his strength is uh, Car Towns' strength is rebounding. Wouldn't you rather have Damian Lillard, who's going to score more, get more three-pointers, who's still not really bad at rebounding, but better at assists?
1: Um, I hear that, and he would actually probably be my number two over Paul George in this particular scenario. Um, I really just want Jimmy Butler because I, I think he's a better player. I think he's going to help my percentages a little bit more, which I'm probably going to care about if I pick Carl Anthony Towns, who – is literally one of, if not the best, percentage player in basketball. Um, so I I don't really love Willard. It's probably forty to forty three percent that he's gonna shoot. Probably more like forty two, forty three uh, from the field. Obviously, he's gonna shoot great from the free throw line. Um, so you don't have to worry about that. I just I feel a little bit safer with Jimmy Butler. But I can hear. I mean, all these guys are great players. Let's not sugarcoat it.
0: You're one hundred percent right. I, I'm not sure you can go wrong here uh with those three players so you know go whatever direction you want i like going with jimmy butler i'm going to jump on board with you it's not very hard for me to get behind um bulls legend jimmy butler and um i like him in a roto league so you know in the kd draft we kind of uh, mentioned that he's a good roto build in Caronte towns also a great roto build and following him with jimmy butler is uh it's pretty nice i i really like taking him there and i like him for a of build so let's go on to the third round and we are going to be picking the 30 at uh, 32 in the third round and uh, let's let's see who let's see who's available down here um i'm gonna have to i'm gonna go ahead and say um because we always pick miles turner miles turner is not available here
1: I don't think Miles will be I any mean, especially if you're on Yahoo. Now, maybe if you're on CBS, he's 44th. So that's kind of dragging
0: <laughs> his number down. CBS is – we got to – someone should – they should weight these scores, and CBS should be just like the smallest weight, you know? I think I might have to write in and ask CBS if they're looking for some help. Yeah, we, As, we, should, be, we should be doing the CBS um, – CBS Sports, if you would like to sponsor this podcast, feel free okay. to contact us at Watch the Boxes on Twitter or watch the boxes at yahoo or at gmail.com.
1: Um, so here's who I'm kind of thinking is available. Okay? You probably have Bradley Beal, you probably have Eric Blitzo. Mm-hmm. You probably have Marcus Saul. You probably have guys like Blake Griffin, Chris Middleton,
0: mm-hmm. Kevin
1: Love, Paul Millsap. So what are you looking for? What are you looking for right now? If we so got people I, and we got towns. what are we looking for?
0: So when I hear that list that you just gave me, you gave me no elite or super exciting point guards. I am actually on Eric Bledsoe. I like Eric Bledsoe this year. But for for this build, I don't know. Eric Bledsoe could fit this build. His, his field goal percentage isn't great, which is what we're trying to avoid somewhat. But when you look at what Butler does and you look at what Carl Anthony Towns does and you you combine them together, right, um, what we're probably weakest in right now is three-pointers. We're not not bad at three-pointers by any means. We're probably weakest at at three-pointers and assists. So really, I I think that's what we should be looking for. And... um, Actually, I'll take it back. I think Eric Bledsoe does fit this belt. I don't if you, hate if it. You, if you want to round out those numbers, if you want to start ignoring those numbers with your third pick and take someone, um, like you mentioned, like a Middleton or Bradley Beal to get those threes and just bump your threes up even further. That
1: I would probably, if it was my sole decision, I would probably go for Chris Middleton. Just... Love Middleton. Think he's going to take a little bit of a step forward in the scoring this year. Um, just really love Chris Middleton.
0: He's a, he's another all around type player. He's going to um, shoot solid percentages, so we're not killing our percentages once again. His blocks are pretty non existent, but we do have uh, Caranthony Towns who kind of makes up for that. But he's not uh, Towns is not an elite blocker. He's a very great blocker, but he's not he's not elite. By, by any means. But with Middleton, you're getting a incredibly high steal rate, assists and rebounds that are above average for his position, scoring and three point shooting. Let me um, let me do a quick who is your other here? Would you rather go Kevin Love, who's gonna give you elite rebounds, incredible threes for uh, a sinner? So we're doubling up on our, on our, our rebound stats. His blocks are going to be crap and his field goal percentage isn't going to be terribly good either, but you're strengthening your, 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 what you, what you're already pretty good at, which is rebounds and three pointers. And he's going to probably get a bigger role in the first half of the season with um, Isaiah Thomas out.
1: Yeah. And they're going to play him at the center. It sounds like at least at least a little bit more. And you know, it's it's always interesting to me to see if that gets him, a few more rebounds. I mean, you can remember those years in Minnesota when he rebounded pretty much everything under the sun. It seemed like um, Kevin loves a guy. I don't often think about in this range too much in the sense that I'm not a huge Kevin love backer. Cause I don't like it. He doesn't steal or block the ball too much. Um, but I could see how he could fit this build. I'm still probably going Middleton
0: though. I, I think that's fair. Um, if Joel M- Joel Embiid is here, I know you're. I know you're not interested in Joel Embiid. Would you consider him here? But or not for this build? And I, I think I'm leaning not for this build.
1: Mike, what's my rule?
0: You're never gonna draft Joel Embiid until the fourth round because you want three great players to start your team with. Yes, sir. So what round is this? Ooh, let me let me go do the math. It's it looks like it's the third round. So I, I don't think I'm interested in Joel Embiid. Sorry. Oof, man. Just, I'm trying to get you to buy Joel Embiid. I don't think you're ever going to. You're I'll buy a mind? lot of things, but not Joel Embiid in the first just, three rounds. You just do not trust the process, my friend. Um, I'm not going to argue with Chris Middleton. I don't think we've taken Chris Middleton in one of our drafts here. I'm, like I said, I'm looking around here, and I don't love any of the guards here, and we kind of need a guard. I will... Make a quick argument for Eric Bledsoe. He's going to score. He's going to give you good assists. He's going to help you in steals. He's going to shoot a bad field goal percentage, but I think we can absorb his field goal percentage. I'm going to make I'm going to make a quick ploy for Eric Bledsoe here, but I'll let I'll let you have the final opinion between those two.
1: I'm a fan. Um, I'm leaning to Middleton just. I mean, the Suns with that shutdown last year, and I don't think they're going to be any better. I'm just worried in a head-to-head league that he may not be there when you need him the most, um, which keeps me off him in a head-to-head. And Rodo, I'd be more inclined to, to back you on Blitzo, But in the head-to-head, I'm going to have to go for Middleton.
0: All right, let's go Middleton. I, I like that pick. We have two 20-plus scorers, no one in the upper 20s, though. And now we're pu- putting in Middleton, who's good as probably score... Uh, you know, somewhere in the upper teens, he's gonna hit good three pointers. So I think we're we're sitting pretty good at three pointers. He's a good rebounds and assist guy. So we're really not punting rebounds and assists. We just only have one. We have one elite rebounder. So we're we're definitely not punting rebounds. We're doing pretty good in rebounds because these two complement. I think a lot of people take a guy like Caranthony Towns, and then they'll end up getting a guy like, let's say, boo, 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 boo. Oh, all these guys hit good rebounds. Good for them. Um, you'll get Mike Connolly, who gets about four rebounds a game. And then all of a sudden you get like, or you'll get Isaiah Thomas, or you'll, you'll get a, a a guy who gets like two rebounds a game. Right. And they're like, oh, I got an elite rebound guy. I can go all guys who don't get two, who don't, I don't have to pay attention to rebounds. Well, it you kind of do. Just because you have one, elite rebound guy doesn't mean you shouldn't be looking for guards that get close to four to five rebounds a game well and it's the
1: second biggest stat too so obviously the difference between one and seven is a lot bigger than the difference between a half and one so obviously those guys who really are bad at it getting two two and a half three they're hurting your team a little bit more. Uh, and there's guys out there getting 10 and 12,
0: yeah, yeah, you're 100% right. And, um, the same thing goes for assists. Oh, I got Chris Paul, I don't have to pay attention to, uh, to assists anymore. Well, if you end up with a, with a center like Hassan Whiteside, who doesn't get hardly any assists, and then you end up with a, a well, guard and, and like here's how I like Graham to look Beal. at it
1: okay, if I get Whiteside and Paul, isn't that just like having two guys who average five assists a game,
0: exactly? Yeah. That's exactly what it is.
1: So, I mean, that's kind of how you can look at it, right? So, then if you get another guy who's going to average two assists a game, your assist average is dropping in a hurry, right? And you need to now need an assist guy to get that average back up.
0: That's that's probably the best way to look at it. You should be throwing your guys in a in a quick spreadsheet if you can, or using um, whatever methods that are out there on the internet to to track your draft. And um, if I'm just doing the eye test on our draft, though, our two weakest uh, statistics are blocks and assists. And our assists aren't really that bad. And I would say our best statistics are free throw percentage and um, steals.
1: Yeah, we're definitely pretty good in the defensive categories. Um, So the question is, what do we punt now? And to me, it's probably blocks. Because I'm not seeing a ton of guys who block a shot here unless we want to dive down and get... One of the uh definitely gonna have to punt your free throws type players,
0: which I don't really yeah. want to do here yeah, I don't want to do that either because I don't want to waste car Anthony Town's free throw percentage or or his uh, ability to um you know score and get rebounds and do everything else I don't want to get a guy who's just gonna destroy you in like two categories and so here's what I'll get zero steals.
1: Yeah. So here's what I'll say about this. Um, When I say we're punting, that just means I'm not looking at that category anymore. I'm not factoring it in, in my decision to pick. That doesn't mean I won't pick someone like Clint Capella. Maybe I mean, someone who blocks shots, right? That doesn't mean I'm completely knocking them off my board. I'm just saying, I'm not caring about that category. I'm looking at your other seven categories now.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's say you're um, playing on CBS and uh, Clint Capella is going at 101. Well, I might be take. I might be uh, you know ignoring blocks, but I pick a hundred. I'm taking Clint Capella, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, and I'll second that. Right. So you just you you can ignore the category and still take someone who's good in that category. Don't don't mistake it for me saying okay, Serge Ibaka blocks two shots. No way I'm ever drafting him, no matter how far he falls.
0: Exactly, and I I think you're you're right that we're since we're weakest in blocks. And we have two forwards and a center. We don't really – I mean, granted, you could – the nice thing about Butler and Middleton is they they can play guard and center. They're both eligible for the, for those things. You can move them around a lot. They're super versatile, and that's going to help you in a streaming, a head-to-head league. And also, it helps you with the rest of your draft. You can kind of go in a different direction. You can go a little bit more forward heavy and keep building up on those stats, or you can go guard heavy and move those guys to forward either way you're, you you just it doesn't matter as long as you're building around what your strengths are and um since we don't really have any true point guards i think we are probably going to be looking for a point guard at pick 41 in the fourth round
1: uh yeah so i mean here we got a lot of options and it's a lot of the names we've been talking about um 41 gives us the shot at devin booker that's the one name we haven't talked about too much but the other you know real true point guard types around are looking like dennis Schroeder. Maybe Goran Dragic, Jeff Teague probably, Um, Ricky Rubio is probably still available, D'Angelo Russell. I mean, all these names that we've been kind of going back and forth with pretty much in every one of our who would you rather draft type deals.
0: Yeah, and I don't think it's a terrible surprise that we're looking at the same people in the fourth and fifth round because in the fourth and fifth round, there's just really only a certain amount of guys that we like. And you're either going for bigs at this point or guards at this point so you're not looking at both you're just looking at one or the other
1: yeah pretty much so um i'll throw this one up to you who do you think should be our guard here at pick
0: 41 this is interesting uh we're we're obviously not interested in blocks we want to have good percentages so that almost dissuades me from someone like dennis schroeder who's going to shoot a high volume at a low percentage for field goal. And
1: that, and that probably kicks off Ricky Rubio in the sense that maybe it's not going to be a huge volume, but it's going to be a bad field goal percentage probably. So you're probably not super interested in him either.
0: And I'm also not interested in him because of the – I don't think we're super strong on points. We're pretty good at points, but we're not super strong. And I kind of want to go uh, a little bit higher on a on a points guy here. That's a tough one, I think, because we could go. And that was why I threw out the name Devin Booker. Yeah, right? yeah, Booker we Devin Booker here. Uh, though, don't you think this is a terribly high for Devin Booker? It's a reach, but
1: this is the thing. If you want Devin Booker, you're going to have to pick him here. I think you're right. You're 100% right. So, I mean, um, you hear the, the stories that he's going to handle the ball a little bit more this year and that he may get a few more assists. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. The kid's 21 years old. Um, He could easily average like 22 points a game. And if Eric Blitzo gets hurt, I mean, he might average 25 points a game, and that would definitely make him worth this pick. I think that with this pick, he's got to take a step forward. He can't be what he was last year, and you get good value with this pick. That worries me a little bit. But if we're going to bet on someone to tip, take a step forward, why would it not be a 21-year-old kid?
0: Especially one who you've seen score in bunches and have that, what, 70-point game? Which is absurd. So if you're if you're if you're good at reach for Devin Booker, you really want Devin Booker. This is the time to do it because so I do not think he's falling to at pick 55 in the next round. That said, if we went Devin Booker, we would boost our points a ton. Our threes would be rock solid. But what Devin Booker doesn't do is any of the counting stats, which we are okay at steals. He's also going to shoot at volume at a low field goal percentage. So that could hurt us in field goal percentage a little bit. And and he's not really going to give us the assist in, that we're, we're looking for as well. Yeah, and
1: that's why um, the guy that you threw out early was probably maybe the guy I would take and, and since it would be Dennis Schroeder just because I think we need points and we need assists and those are the two categories he's going to give us.
0: Yeah, in abundance. Now that I'm looking around, so there's no perfect candidate here. There never is going to be a perfect candidate in the fourth round. Um, Dennis Schroder is looking better when I compare him to someone like Devin Booker. They're they're going to be similar, but I'm going to throw out a name that I don't think we've thrown out at all, um, and that's uh, to seriously consider picking up, and that's uh, Gordon Dragic. Were you not listening when I was talking? You, you threw him out there just like a minute ago, but we've never thrown him out in any other Who Would You Draft segment. um,
1: and, and here's maybe why is on Yahoo, he's going 37th. So he's getting picked in a range we haven't really picked yet. On other sites, he's going later, ESPN 47, CBS 50. I think he's probably more in that range. I think Yahoo maybe has him a little bit overpriced. Uh, but I love Gordrager. I think he's easily a top 50 player you know I think he's probably though in that back part of the top 50 and not necessarily like in the top 30.
0: Yeah I, I, that's the thing about him as like I think you know what you're getting you're getting a guy who's going to finish in that 40 to 50 range and and he's going to be he's going to be good he's going to have um, a good field goal percentage which I, I really like his free throw percentage isn't as great as I want it to be but I think we can handle it
1: that's what we should have named this podcast. Not as great as I wanted it to be.
0: Yeah, it's not this. This um, draft is not as great as I wanted it to be. But <laughs> you're you're gonna get steals. So we're we're just bunching up on our steals. We're just sh- shoving more steals, and we're gonna dominate steals pretty much. Um, and then you're gonna get solid threes, good assists, uh, adequate rebounds for a point guard. But you know, someone who last year scored twenty points a game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I can see it. I just don't know if, if it's Yahoo, he's going to be around. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'd love that pick if he's there.
0: Okay, let's do a quick – who would you rather?
1: Drogic or Jeff Teague? <sighs> Jeff Teague. Ooh. You know, I have a soft spot in my heart for Jeff Teague, so you, you shouldn't certainly have certainly uh, do. or Drew Holiday? Uh, you know the answer to that one, too. It's, it's definitely Drogic. You hate Drew Holiday. And – um. <laughs> I've I'm seen, I've seen what happens. No, go ahead. I've seen what happens to Rudy Gay and his ball handling ability when Rajon Rondo comes to town. I'm very scared of what happens
0: to Drew Holidays. I'm really scared, yeah. I, I'm not scared of Boogie and AD because they're gonna get theirs, but yeah. Um everybody else Rondo is gonna suck the life out of them. And it's probably gonna piss off. I mean, Boogie cannot be happy being back with Rajon Rondo, right?
1: No, they're they're mates, man. They're buddies, apparently. Which I What did, I, oh, <laughs> surprises me, those guys are those guys are homies, I
0: think. Listen, I I've everything I heard about Rajon Rondo in Chicago is that he was a great locker room presence for everyone not named Dwayne Wade or Jimmy Butler. I mean, I believe that. And, pro- yeah, quite frankly, Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade were probably uh acting a little too uh hot for their shit. Um, I could definitely see that. Yeah, considering uh they barely made the playoffs. Probably acting a little too cool for school.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, probably. Uh Rondo, man, just just a divisive player, I guess.
0: Oh yeah. He's always gonna be, and what really matters is what's gonna be happening on the court. So you know we gotta pick somebody here. Dennis Schroeder or Gordon Dragic. Uh um, it's Schroeder for me.
1: It's really the pick for me would be coming down between Teague and, and Schroeder, and I just think we Schroeder fits the build a little bit better. So um, plus, I don't really want three Minnesota guys.
0: Fair. Um, let's go with Dennis Schroeder. I, I think Gordon Dredgers is still someone worth uh, worth noting in, in this position, but we had to go guard because we needed a guard. And now we got Dennis Schroeder, who's going to boost our points, who's going to help our three pointers a lot, who's going to boost back our assist back up to a respectable rate. He's getting one assist, or one steal a game, I mean, and that helps. I mean, we're already killing in steals. Getting a guy who's going to get a, a, a steal a game is, is definitely going to help. Uh, what, what you what you do notice is that his uh, his field goal percentage is going to bring us down a little bit, but I think we're doing really well in field goal percentage, or at least better than uh, people who aren't just stacking up DeAndre Jordan and Andre Drummond and, like, just going, oh, I'm just going to punt free throws again this year and, and get all the centers with their third, fourth, and fifth round picks and ignore, like, I love it, because, like, I'm just going to go DeAndre in my third, Drummond in the fourth, Howard in the fifth, and it's like, do you guys know you're going to miss out on basically every single wing and guard in the entire draft? Oh, you don't care? Okay, fine. Yeah, win blocks and rebounds by a billion. doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, there's a huge trade-off, right? Because you're going to dominate in two categories, but you're going to be horrendous in one. So you're gonna be the worst team in the league, not be anybody if we're talking head to head. You're not gonna be anybody probably any week ever in field free throw percentage, but you're gonna dominate two categories. And maybe so, three,
0: field goal percentage will probably be pretty good as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, but it all depends on the pairings too. Like if you get a bunch of guys in those early rounds, so now there's not that many guys in the early rounds who shoot like terrible, terrible percentages. But but if you get some chuckers late on, I mean you can drop that field goal percentage because
0: those guys don't take a ton, a ton of attempts. Yeah, they don't shoot at volume, but if if you go back to back to back like that, like I, I think someone took Gobert and Drummond and DeAndre and Dwight Howard in the first oh, six rounds. That's that just I don't follow. I don't follow that strategy. It's just like, like you're wasting a you're wasting a couple picks because you're gonna miss out on guys who hit three pointers.
1: Yeah, you're gonna Two be points. horrendous in three pointers too. There's no way you, unless unless you have Curry and Thompson in that build, there's no way you're gonna be good enough in three pointers
0: to compete. No, it doesn't make any sense. I understand that those va- their values are really high, but guess what? They're only high to you because everyone else isn't punting free throws.
1: But I will say this, right? Okay, if you're in one of those leagues where, like, there's not that many categories, right, um, you only got to win the week in head-to-head. So if there's a nine-category league and you win five to four every week, Great. you win a championship.
0: Oh yeah, but you better be domination in five categories, not three categories.
1: Yeah, you can't afford to lose any of those five categories though any week. Like, if you're only going to concentrate on five categories, you have to win. You have to be the best team in the league in those five categories.
0: Yep. 100%. And if you can do
1: that, great. But that's really hard to do with the with that build.
0: It's it's incredibly delicate balance because if if you go up against someone who just happens to be better at one of those categories, who yeah, also and- is dominant in one of those categories, or heaven forbid, two of those categories. Then you're automatically losing your your four, right? And you don't have enough points there. You don't have enough. You don't have
1: hardly any assists. Assist, yeah,
0: you your have, steals are probably aren't great,
1: right? And you have zero free throws and zero three pointers. So really, it's trading two. It's straight being awesome in three categories and being horrendous in two, and struggling in a few others. And that's just not a strategy
0: I'd go for. I'm I'm with you right there. I, it's it's too aggressive. I get going with the punt free throw strategy and taking someone like Drummond or DeAndre or Whiteside and, and just being like, screw it, I'm, I'm punting, I'm going in this direction. Do it, but don't ignore everything else. Don't just only pick those guys. It's insane. I'm with you. So we are at pick 55 in the middle of the fifth round. Once again, we took Dennis Schroeder with our fourth pick. Right now we got two guys who can play guard at the center, and point guard. We could probably beef up really any position at this point here with our fifth and in our, in our sixth round picks. Let's see who's available. This might
1: be the this, this spot where I, I venture out and pick someone I haven't picked yet. So this could be Ooh, interesting.
0: Good. Yeah, I, this could be fun. So I think someone like Otto Porter is probably going to be gone. Second. I Not think one. you'll see guys around here. You're... You possibly could see Al Horford. You'll definitely see Lamarcus Aldridge. I think Vujovic is a guy who's gonna. We're, we're basically punting blocks. We're ignoring blocks. So Vujovic it becomes a little bit more interesting at this. His time. one block a game is underrated. I'll say that. I, I
1: still think his block, his getting it up to that one block that he's gotten the last couple of years has been big.
0: Well, it's it definitely helps him as a all around fancy player. That's for sure. And who cares if you end up being, you know. Next to last or fifth to fourth to last in blocks, that's great. You might win a few weeks, well yeah,
1: I mean any, anybody right I mean you might you might win it being fourth to last in a twelve team league, you might win that category four or five times, maybe six or seven, depending on which teams you play, and that's that's big
0: um, oh, that's it, huge who um so other guys available there?
1: uh probably Ben Simmons might be available, and um, that's a guy we haven't really talked too much about.
0: No, um, we have not.
1: So you mentioned the Marcus Aldridge, Victor Oladipo, probably D'Angelo Russell, Vucevic, uh, Harrison Barnes. There's a, there's a name we haven't discussed.
0: Oh, that's a, yeah, that is an interesting name. We, we we do shy away from him. We do think he's a little overrated, but um, so, so, yeah, to so consider.
1: What, what do we really need here? Um, we can kind of go anywhere, right?
0: And yeah, we really can. And I'm actually leaning a little bit towards a big. Even though like Butler and Middleton get good rebounds and assists for, for there being a wing, but I'm I'm leaning towards a big simply because we just went with a guard. I think there's gonna be a couple guards that we can get a little bit later. And this might be our last chance to get one of the mid tier bigs. I'm with you on that.
1: So, so my man, if it's between Vucevic and Aldridge, which look like the two probably Names unless Horford's around, which I don't think he will be. Um, so who are you going with there? I'll, I'll tell you who I'm going with, but
0: I think if 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 you get Horford in there now, now I'm interested. Um, in Horford, and the reason I'm interested in him is because, um, he he has um just an all around nine cat game. When we're talking about rota leagues, um, I just I just really like him across the board there.
1: I will second that, but I don't think he's going to be available. So it's probably yeah. just Aldridge
0: and Vucevic. Oh, you are probably right. LaMarcus Aldridge is a weird, is a weird pick, right? You should just go up to him at the game and say, you're weird, bro. You are just weird. You're a weird dude. Um, obviously, he's going to play a decent amount, even though he's in pop system. I don't see them really going any other direction in that spot. He's going to score a bit, get you some rebounds, good percentages. Doesn't hurt you really anywhere. His assists are a little low, but between him and Vujovic, they're both they're both low assists. Um, man, it's a tough choice. I, th- I think I would go Vujovic because he gets elite rebounds. We already have an elite rebound guy, and now we're just doubling up. You say
1: I will second it, and that was the exact reason I want the extra rebounds and probably extra assists. Uh, plus, I think Vujic could take a step back up and score right around the Lamarcus Alders level of points this year.
0: Yeah, and I, I think I don't think I'm not selling short on Lamarcus having a little bit of a bounce back this year, but with Vujevic's bounce back would just come because he plays a little bit more. And if he plays a little bit more, now you're t- now you're looking at a guy who could really put some elite rebounds out every single night. Well, and
1: a... Vuj- Vujic's points were down last year mostly because he shot a bad percentage, which I don't think that's necessarily sustainable. I think that might have been an outlier for the rest of his career. And so I think that even in the same minutes of last year, he could see a bounce back in his points just by shooting a little bit better from the field.
0: I, yeah, and I, I, it could definitely happen. I, I don't see it being out of the question. So it's it's in the I mean, probability ranking.
1: He shot over 50% for five, for four straight seasons, and then last year was
0: 46.8.
1: Hmm. Um, now he did take some more threes, right? He shot one three a game, and he only shot 30%. Um, So that partially boosted it down. But even his two-point percentage, every year over 50% last year, 48.1. I think you see that number get probably back over 50 with that two-point percentage. And he also shot a bad free throw percentage. Last year. So those numbers kind of bounce back a little bit and he shoots 48, 49% from the field. He shoots over 50% from two point range. He shoots his usual, you know, kind of 72, 73, 75 from the free throw line. Uh, You're talking 17, 18 points, which is probably where Lamarcus Aldridge is.
0: I like it. Let's let's do it. Let's do Vujovic. I I like that pick. Lamarcus isn't bad, right? But um, I think Vujovic fits a little bit better here. Now we're sitting pretty good in rebounds. We're still good at points as well. Um, We could probably use a few more threes. Our steals are very good. We're ignoring blocks, and our percentages are still very good.
1: And we are on to our final pick. The last one. The very last one.
0: At 67, a pick we don't normally get to pick at as well. And I was going to list off some names that are going to be available here Um, Alfred Payton, Julius Randall. Daniello Gallinari, Tobias Harris, Trevor Ariza, Robert Covington, Avery Bradley. Those are names we haven't really talked about in the past. And then you got your usual suspects of Jonas Valanciunas, Gary Harris, Gordon Hayward, um, the guys that we like to pick late, New Orleans Noel, Jeremy Lin's probably still hanging around, all the guys that we always like to uh, sneak up from the bottom of the the depths of Yahoo.
1: Um, I'll, I'll mention a, a like for Alfred Payton in this spot. Um, he's going to shoot a bad free throw percentage, but he doesn't shoot that many. He shot over 50% from the field last year, um,
0: which is sexy, right?
1: He's going to get That's some good points.
0: Um, I'm just... He's only 23. He's going to be 24. If he's ever going to do something, it, 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 it's got to be soon.
1: Oh yeah, no doubt about that. Um the dude uh that was the second half of the season he shot over fifty percent. But he shot over fifty percent on two pointers, forty seven point one percent from the field. Uh you gotta like that. Guard six and a half assists seemed pretty safe.
0: Um great rebounder for for a point guard. Yep.
1: Probably some all right steals, not great. Maybe half a block which you got last year, just looks look sexy for a guard. I mean but- yeah.
0: I mean, his, threes are, his threes are weak, and we are probably a little weak in threes.
1: Yeah, but I mean, look how many specialists. There's always threes, especially in a head-to-head. You can even stream some threes on the waiver wire to beat some of those bottom-half teams. And um, and I'm going to jump on board
0: with you there. You're 100% right. Jamal Murray's, Nico Mirtich's, um all these – Dudes hanging out in the bottom of the draft. Tim Hardaway is probably hanging out way down there. Um, Curry's probably going to get you two threes a game. He might be even on the waiver wire. Yeah, I Buddy mean, it's going to be down there. JJ Reddick is hanging out way at the bottom of these lists. Right. The threes are going to be there. Right. But at winter, what at what point in the draft are you going to find um, a point guard who shoots at a high percentage, which will help your percentages where um, which is exactly what you're looking for. And, give you high rebounds and high assists any later in this draft. It's probably not coming back around my friend. I think you're hundred percent right. And I think we should go. That's the first time we've gone with uh, some of these players, Uh, Alfred Payton at 67.
1: And and the reason for that is it wasn't that we all of a sudden started liking these players. I mean, don't get that confused. It was that we were in a little bit later spot. So we got the advantage of getting some players we didn't normally see. Um, And I, I just think that, there were some players that had a little bit more value that we were just missing out on because we were picking those turns.
0: You're 100% right. And and that is the value of picking later in the draft. So when we went with Kevin Durant, we were picking at 12 and 13. And then, you know, there was a ton of picks, almost 24 picks. If you want to do the math, it's probably less. But um, we're jumping over a ton of people who are going off the board. Here, you know, you're picking at a good clip. And while you're not picking back-to-back, you're getting you're, you're venturing into that Tier 2 with Jimmy Butler. You're getting a Tier 3 guy, a, a potential Tier 3 guy with Chris Middleton. Dennis Schroeder's still around, uh, which is probably not going to happen unless you reach for someone like Dennis Schroeder if you're picking with the number one pick. So, uh, Like I said, if you can get the 7th or 8th pick, if you get a choose, I would take that so you can get better players with your 3rd, 5th, 6th round picks. Yeah, I'm with you. Beautiful. So that that is Anthony Towns. We took uh, Butler at two and Middleton at three, Schroeder at four, Vujovic at five, and uh, hopefully the breakout candidate Alfred Payton at six. Um, that's a that's a good looking team.
1: That is not too bad, my friend.
0: Yeah, I like that. A lot of a lot of wing players. Uh, we're not super strong in in point guards, but we kind of don't care. Um, some of our forwards are making up for that in certain ways we probably could use a little bit more assists and, and threes but we could find threes later in the draft and maybe you um pick up our one of our players who is not under the radar anymore milos todosic later in the round uh with with his performance. he's, he's going to be on a lot of radars here by the end of of the week uh yeah 100% so i think that's it for us um tyler you got anything to plug ah uh, no not really Check where me out where, on
1: Twitter, at WotC4444. Yeah, four, 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 four.
0: yeah that, that is four fours for four times the amount of fancy basketball knowledge than anyone else.
1: I was going to say it was 4,000 times, but who who knows? Well,
0: no, I'm not going to – it's not going to exponential it. I'm not going to take four <laughs> times four times four. Oh, four, wow. I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing uh, It's just silly It's way too much work. Yeah, I'm just – I'm not in the – it's too late for math. Um, and you can find me, Mike Catron, at WatchTheBoxes on Twitter as well. Feel free to tweet at us. Our Listener League is full, but, you know, you know, people drop out randomly. So if you want to get on that waiting list, uh, feel free to tweet at either one of us or tweet at HashBasketball, which is the official Twitter for HashtagBasketball.com, the sponsor of the show and the location of Mark Roberts' projections that we uh, continue to tout because they are – incredibly good and in what i will be basing my rankings on uh like i have in the years past uh, when i've had to actually go search them out and find them on the dark web so yeah i think that's that's it for tonight um thanks for joining us and have a good one